Welcome to the Beauty School Bobby podcast brought to you by Tennessee School of Beauty. Today we are here at Sunspot on the Strip recording with Christy P. You may know her as Knoxville Bridal Hair. She's doing something a little bit different in the industry and I wanted to share her story with you all. So welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited. Okay, so we always start with a little icebreaker question. So what is the last show that you binge watched? (laughs) So I actually... We only stream everything, so the only way I really watch anything is binge-watching it. (laughs) So I have like a list of things that I just binge-watch on repeat. The newest addition to the list has been The Great British Baking Show. Love. I'm obsessed. Yes. Okay, so my sister-in-law watches the show. She is a baker. She makes amazing cookies. She's awesome. And she got me hooked on it. And now I, like, love it. And I have to, like, secret watch it. My husband, like, hates watching Does it. Does he? So he's just not into it the way that I am. So, But, like, Top Chef, like, those kinds of shows I love. But that, I feel like it's just a little it's more different. fun. It's different. I feel like, I don't know if it's because it's British and they kind of do the things different than Americans do. But I feel like they're genuinely happy for each other in the yes. show. They're, like, genuinely sad when someone, like, is heartbroken. And then on top of that, like it's real competition. Like there is no like shady things happening. They're not yeah. saying like, make us a cake out of cat food. Yeah. Like, it's just real. Like make <laughs> us these cookies and make them good. Like, so I love it. I, the first thing I thought was like, they're actually like helping each other. Like if somebody gets done first, they go like yes. help. And I like, immediately I love was, like, it. Oh, that's the best thing ever. Yes. Okay. So if you haven't watched it yet, everybody go watch, watch it. Cause it. it's amazing. <laughs> It'll just make you happy. Just like puts you in a good mood. And it makes you want to eat sweets. Yeah. So that's not that good. But I'm you know. <laughs> waiting for like one of the guests to tell me like something really embarrassing that they've watched. And every time I'm like, Oh no, that's normal that's what I've done the so. most embarrassing thing I would think like that I binge watch right now I'm going through and rewatching Vanderpump Rules love yeah <laughs> so when I was out in LA I was like we have to go to sir like I really wanted because no I didn't we ended up not going because like you have to have reservations like a little bit a little while in advance yeah. so we had an in and out burger instead which I was like completely you happy with just... but I was like would I go up to like Jack's or Saucy <laughs> like if they're there well I guess Saucy wouldn't be there but if they're there like would I actually go up to them and I probably wouldn't because I'm one of those weirdos that like I just if I saw a celebrity I don't think I could go talk to them my thing is if I saw a celebrity I don't think that it would click in my mind that they were actually a celebrity I would just think it's someone that looks like that celebrity yeah no that's like, true have you ever been to LA I have not. Okay, <laughs> so I really need you to go. And the whole time you're out there, everybody that you see, you're like, there's somebody. I know there's somebody. Like, you trick yourself into thinking everyone's famous. So the whole time you're just staring at, like, everybody. But um, <laughs> even when we went on that hike, like, I was like, I know I'm going to pass. Like, someone's going to be running somebody. up yeah. famous. But then, like, a couple weeks later, after we were out there, um, Kat Von D posted an Instagram story of her, like, on that hike. And I was like, like, of I course I couldn't be out there, like, when that <laughs> happened. Um, anyways, okay, so I want to talk about you um, and what you're doing in the beauty industry. So I want to start and kind of go back a little bit. So I enrolled you in beauty school. Yes. Um, so what were you doing before you started beauty school, and what made you, like, call and say, you know what, I really want to do this? So, gosh, before I was in beauty school, really, I didn't know what I was doing with my life. I think ever since I was around, like, 18 – beauty school was something that was in the back of my mind, but it was always that same old story of like, 
no, you need to go to college. Like, you don't need to go to beauty school. That's not for smart girls. Like, you go to college. And so even though it was something that I was passionate about, I pushed it off because I just thought, like, I'm not going to be successful doing it. I'm not going to make a lot of money doing it, so I need to find something else. Um, the things I ended up finding were still not things that made me successful. I did a lot of, like, waitressing and bartending, stuff like that. Um, and that just wasn't the life for me. I feel like that just gave me so much anxiety. Um, but then... It kind of, it took me a long time. I don't think I enrolled in beauty school until I was 24, almost 25. So I was older going into it. And it just got down to the, it kind of got down to that point where you say, like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, I, I'm going to stop listening to what everyone else says. I'm just going to follow my heart and do what I'm really passionate about. Because um, at the end of the day, it never was really... It's never been about the money for me. It's always just been about, I want a job where I wake up and I love what I'm doing and it doesn't feel like a job. So it kind of got to a point where I thought I need to have a career because I'm in my mid twenties now. I can't just keep waitressing and bartending because it's not getting me anywhere. And when I looked around at schools, it was kind of an obvious choice that I was gonna pick TSB. I looked at the other places and at first it was down to like, well, what is the price to go here? what is the location of where it is, how long is my drive gonna be. But then as soon as I came and I met everyone and I did the tour with you, it kind of, it just felt like that's where I was supposed to be. And that was gonna be my choice. And after that, I like, I didn't look at other places. It was yeah. just TSB. That's awesome. So was there ever a time that you were like, oh no, I'm in school, I'm however far in, like I made a mistake? Yes, like, I shouldn't every have done morning this. when I woke up, <laughs> yes. <laughs> it is hard, like you hit that wall of, okay, this is basically a full-time job because of the hours that you're going to school. And it's such a commitment. Um, one of the reasons that I wanted to do this podcast was to kind of explain that to people so that um, they just had a little bit better idea of what to expect coming into beauty school. For sure. I think a lot of people come in and just don't know what to expect. So what was it that was challenging? Was it just the schedule? Was it? I think it was a mix of a lot of things. So one, like going into it, of course, like what I said, you hear like beauty school is for dumb girls and it's not, you know, it's not at all like it you have to be really smart and not only do you have to be really smart because you're learning things that aren't just hair related you're learning chemistry you're learning about the body um you're learning math like everything problem solving so there's that part to it which was a shock like you kind of think like you go in and i'm just gonna be curling hair all day but it's not at all um another thing that was hard is that it takes you back to being in high school essentially a lot of these people that come into beauty school or right out of high school, which is the smart thing to do, <laughs> um, which I wish I would have done, but I was a little bit older, so it was definitely a shock for me. I hadn't been around any of that in so long, um, and I think that that just kind of comes with being around a lot of other like people in general and women in general, um, but I think the hardest thing is really you're making yourself really vulnerable, so you're learning things that you've never really done before, and if you're really passionate about it, you're putting your heart into it. So the days that you don't do as well as you want to do, you, they're really hard on you, you know? Like, you kind of think, like, is this even what I'm supposed to be doing? I'm horrible. Like, I see all these people that I look up to that, you know, have so many followers or that have made such a big name for themselves, and you automatically want to be where they are already. Yeah. And you don't see all the hard work that it takes to get there. You don't see the time that it takes, and you don't see all the times where they felt the same way you felt in that moment mm -hmm. as well. So... I think that was the hardest part for me was just like I can still remember that freaking stacked bob when we learned it in school and I can remember going home and just bawling like bawling my eyes out and being like why am I even doing this I can't even do that stupid haircut like yeah. why am I doing this. 
but you get through it because at the end of the day, it is your passion, and there's something that's going to excite you the next day that you want to do. Um, but yeah, I think that was probably like the hardest, like just being hard on yourself, like wanting to be as good as those people that have been in the industry for like 20 years, but mm -hmm. you're, you're just starting out. You're just learning the basics in beauty school. Yeah. You haven't even started learning anything really. Like that's just the foundation. So you got to cut yourself some slack. Yeah. I wish that I could explain that better. Um, I said this on one of the other podcasts, but like when we have students that come in, we have so much to tell you, um, and so much to explain before you ever walk into a classroom. What I think that... I, what I think would be helpful is if we could explain that a little bit more of like, you're here for 1500 hours. And if you haven't brought many hours from mm -hmm. um, high school and that's a long time. Um, it's a long time to be in that building surrounded by everybody else, but like you're there for that long for a reason. Yeah. Like you said, the first time that you are in haircutting or some people it, I don't know, it goes a couple of different ways. So you're either going to like really click with color and like understand that right away, or you're going to click more with haircutting and be like, Oh, I got this. So it's okay if you, you know, if hair cutting is what you have to work on. Mm -hmm. um, now, you know, with what you're doing, it's <laughs> not that what you've learned or not that what you did at beauty school, you know, didn't matter because I think everything builds on itself. But um, it's just you can end up in a position where you're not really using any of that, but you have that knowledge to go back to right. if you need it. So um, you talked about beauty school being kind of difficult, like going into that, going into being surrounded by a bunch of girls, mm -hmm. very few guys. Like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a different environment. It but is. you met your what we call beauty. School bestie. Beauty school bestie. Yeah. Yes, I did. So I talk did. a little bit about that because I think that the relationships that you form in beauty school are so important to get you through those hard days. 100%. Yeah. Um, 100% your beauty school bestie is going to get you through those hard days because you're you're with them all the time. You're with them more than you're with like your family a lot of times because you're seeing them you, you essentially see your family when you wake up and then you get out the door and then you're going to be at beauty school all day. So like those people that you find that you bond with and that you connect with that also share the same passion for the things that you are passionate about, like those are your people and you've got to stick with them because they're going to get you through the hard times. So yeah, I totally met my beauty school bestie. She's still one of my besties. Like I still see her. She does my hair. Um, and I really can't imagine like my life if I hadn't have met her. Like even watching her journey and what she's doing, like she has stuck with the same salon as soon as she graduated and just watching how she's like flourishing in that salon, like I'm so proud of her. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's just so important to find those people. And I think that like you have to be open to that coming in to beauty school is that there might be somebody that you're like, oh, normally maybe I wouldn't have vibe with them, but you're going through this not traumatic experience, but you're going through this experience that like no one else can understand. Like right. you can go home and tell your partner like, oh my gosh, this happened at school today, but nobody's going to understand like the people that are there with you. Right. Um, so one of my favorite, favorite things is just seeing um, you guys go through life together and seeing like weddings and babies and all of that. Like that is, I think one of like, if there is any positive um, outside of education, obviously, <laughs> of beauty school. It's that. It's your beauty like, school bestie. It's for sure. so important. And I think, too, that a lot of times you can come home and you can tell your partner about, like, what you've been doing during the day and stuff, but it's so funny because you're going to spend your whole day at school with these girls, and then you're going to come home, and you're going to, like, text them as soon as you get home, <laughs> because, and you're just with them all the time. Even if you're not physically with them, you're talking to them, yeah. and because you're either talking about things that happened during school or... You're sending information that you found that could help each other, like about school and things yeah. like that. Very important. Yeah. It is important. Okay. <laughs>
Okay, so you were in um, our very first mod class. So we partnered with Makeup Designery, um, and you were in the very first class. We had like six of you. I mean, yeah, it was such like small. a small class. So tell us what you're doing now, and tell us why taking that program kind of changed your path a little bit. Well, so now I am doing what I never even thought. Like, if you had asked me when I was in beauty school if I would be doing what I'm doing now, I would have laughed in your face. And I've been like, no way, girlfriend, that's not what I'm doing. So now I am strictly in, like, the bridal industry. I am doing hair for weddings and special events, for photographers, all on location work. So nothing, like, in the salon or behind the chair. Um, and, yeah, like I said, in beauty school, that's something, like, never would I have thought that because upstyling, anything like that, was something I wanted to avoid by all costs. But my first taste of it was going to the makeup designery program, doing that makeup class, because I really thought in my mind I was going to be a makeup artist. So that kind of, I was thinking, like, I'm going to work weddings one day, and I had Shelly with me, and we were in that class, and we were like, let's think of a logo. Like, we're going to be doing weddings together, and we're going to be doing makeup and hair, and we're going to have this business. It's going to have, like, both of our initials. Like, it just, so we had, like, all these thoughts, and, and MUD was the first time we thought about any of that, and it was the first time I thought of any of that. While going through the MUD program, I loved it. It was great. I'm so glad that I went through it. One, because it gave me kind of a little break from the hair portion of it. I definitely was kind of like a little slacker. It took me a little bit longer to graduate than everyone else. I think it took me a year and a month to graduate. I feel like that's normal. <laughs> like you say that it's slacker, but I honestly think when it comes down to it, that's pretty much average yeah. of what we, yeah. I get so jealous when I see these girls that are like, I did it in like the shortest period that they could because they were there every day. And I'm like, you did well, the right day thing. day and night. Yeah. But I mean, then you have no life that's for that true. amount of time. Like, I feel like it can go both ways. I mean, obviously those people that can do it, it's great. But like, if you have a family at home right. or like, it's just impossible to do. So if you like to sleep, you know, right, exactly. like, <laughs> if, it, if it's sometimes hard to wake up and get yeah. to school, uh -huh. then yeah, it's not for you. But so it gave me like that good little break that I needed from being on the hair side to be in the makeup side, because it is two different worlds really and it was a great experience I learned so much but one of the things that I learned being in that class was maybe doing makeup on other people isn't for me like maybe it's not my jam because as much as I love to do it on myself when it, there's so much more behind it I don't think that people realize that being a makeup artist is a really tough job like you have to know everyone's skin tones you have to know different like maturity of skin mm -hmm. eye shape face shape all of that, and especially working in the bridal industry when you're a makeup artist, I feel like you get, like, the grunt work of it because they're sitting in your chair, and they're quiet the whole time because they can't talk, and that just gives them time to think. And when they get that time to think before they're getting married especially, like, that's when the emotions can happen. Yeah. So It really is that you are a part of someone's biggest day of their life. Yeah. Um, and that's a lot of pressure. Yes. Um, especially, I mean, even what you're doing now with hair, yes. you still have that, but I think exposing you to that kind of prepped you yes. for what to expect in the industry. Well, and I had Katie, she had been in the bridal industry. So the whole time that we were in the MUD program, she was telling us little snippets about, you know, working in the bridal industry and what it was like and what you could expect. And I think that was very important too. Um, so going from there and then having this idea that that's what we we're going to do, I did my first wedding before I was out of beauty school, didn't charge for it, just did it as like a practice, you know, and it was me and Shelly, and we did the hair and the makeup, and that was, <laughs> I look back now, and I wish I could like reverse the hands of time and give them who I am now, yeah. <laughs> compared to how I was when I was in beauty school, but 
it was. I feel like you're always gonna feel that way. Though. Yes. I feel like as you grow, you're always gonna be like, oh, I wish I could go back and you know. That's and very do this. true. But I think that every experience like that got you. Here. Yes. So no. One hundred percent. So valuable. And it was, you know, a family friend. It was someone like that we are closer with. So it was definitely a good like first go, a good yeah. first try. But that is definitely when I realized like doing the makeup for this is not so much something I'm into as f much as doing the hair for this. So that was kind of like the first little spark in my mind of like, maybe I'm more suited for the hair part of this. Yeah. But then even at that part, in that point in my career, I was still wanting to be behind the chair. I thought like, I want to work behind the chair. I want to do all these. I thought I was going to do all of these crazy colors and be like this very like this Vivid's artist and that I was going to be like bleaching girls hair and then making them like rainbow colors That's what I thought I was doing after I actually got in the salon and got behind the chair I realized like that is not what I want to do at <laughs> all Like more power to the girls that can because that is some hard work. Yeah. That is like backbreaking hours of work Yeah. So I realized like that's not really where my heart was I was doing all this work and I wasn't charging correctly for it and so I was just getting overworked doing things like that. And then I was still trying to make working behind the chair for me. And I think that one of the things that's so important in this industry is you don't have to just work behind the chair. You know, you can go to beauty school and it opens up the door for so many other like business opportunities in your life or career paths. It doesn't have to just be doing hair behind the chair. Um, and I think that people lose sight of that too because that's just what you're around and at the end of the day, working behind the chair, even though it was something I wanted to be passionate about because I could see it, I could see how much other people loved it, I could see, like, that's the life I want to live, the life that they're living, it just didn't fit for me. Like, yeah. I just felt it in my bones that it felt more to me like a nine to five, and yeah. that was not what I was made to do. So you graduated beauty school. How quickly did you go into a salon? I actually had my first job before I was gra I graduated, so that was something that I think really stands out about TSB as well. I knew the salon that I wanted to go to. I had like my sights set on it. You, no one was changing my mind about it, and I remember Adam being like, "I'm gonna get you a job there then. Like if that's yeah. where you want to be, I'm gonna call and I'm gonna get you a job." Yeah. And I can remember like listening to him like leave a message, <laughs> and like just being like, "I really hope this works out because I really want a job there." And I did. I I had my interview and I got my job before I graduated. And I was really excited and still to this day like there's nowhere else I would have rather gone like going straight out of beauty school I feel like I got a really good education being there and I think that that is so important when you are stepping out of beauty school you really just know the basics you know what you need to pass your test and everything else you learn you're gonna learn in that salon setting you know you're gonna learn like the real troubleshooting when it comes to being in the salon and because as much practice as you get in beauty school, it's different. It's different. I mean, you get that behind the chair experience, and that's great, but it's so different. It's just different. Like, as much as you try to replicate it, unless you're in the salon and you're working, like, it just isn't going to be the same. Exactly. Um, so I think it's so important to, that you, you tried it and that mm -hmm. you went there, and like you said, you got that education. So how long were you behind the chair? I was behind the chair, I want to say, for three years. Wow. So it was three years of doing it. And like I said, that first place that I went, I still, I mean, even to this day, like in my business that I own now, I take so many things that they taught me and I implement them into my business mm -hmm. and how I run my business. And I think that's always kind of set me apart because my biggest thing has always been one, education. And they push that in my brain a lot. Like you always need to be learning something. And two, just being professional. That has always been my biggest as far as, 
in my business, I want to come across as professional as possible, but still being approachable. Yeah. Um, so there are like a things that I won't do compared to things that I will do. I do dress a certain way when I'm on location because I want to keep it 100% professional. I'm not ever going to show up and be in jeans and a t-shirt. Like yeah. that's just not, that's not what I'm going for. It's 100% fine if that's what other people do. Yeah. But it's just been ingrained in me. Like you've got to set the bar higher and you've got to show off that level of professionalism that you want to get back in your life too. Yeah, and I think that you only being, not only, but because three years is a long time, but only being behind the chair for three years, those are the kinds of things that separate you. Yes. Those are the, I mean, that's one of the reasons that you're able to have the business that you have now. Right. Had you gone in in jeans and t-shirt, like you said, everybody has their own feel and their mm -hmm. own style and every client will want something different. Yes. Um, and so some clients might be like, oh, I don't, that doesn't really bother exactly. me. And some people, it might really bother that they showed up on their wedding day or that you showed up on right. their wedding day in jeans and t-shirt. Like for them, they have this, there's just this high expectation of the day anyway. So something like that could really, could really throw that. So <laughs> yeah. say that you went out just right now. And I think that this is one of the reasons that beauty school is important too, is, um, you know, if you went out and just were like, I want to do makeup and whatever, you wouldn't have learned that. You no. wouldn't, I mean, those are the lessons that I think are valuable. And when people are like, beauty school is so expensive or it's so long, but you have to understand that there are lessons that are going to come from that, that are going to come from being behind the chair. Like there's no downside of you being behind the chair for three years if you gain exactly. what you needed to gain to run your business. Exactly. And I think, too, there is, like, in the bridal industry, there is that separation of the girls that don't go to school that try to get into the game doing hair and makeup. And then there's all of us that have, you know, gone to school, have been licensed. So there is, like, this separation of line because it's kind of like if you're passionate about it, then invest in yourself. Like, go to school and learn more about it because there's only so much you can learn on the Internet. There's yeah. only so much you can learn, like, with the free education that you're given. Like, invest in yourself. Yeah. Because if you're not going to invest in yourself, who else is going to invest in you, you yeah, know? Like, definitely. So if you are passionate about it, if you're passionate about makeup and you, but you haven't gone to school for it, don't cut that out just because you're so great at makeup already, you know? Like, there's other things that you're going to learn. There's other things besides just the technicalities of it or just the professional side of it that you're going to learn being in beauty school because a lot of that really is teaches you how to network. It teaches you how to have relationships with other people. It teaches you, really, I would say the networking is the biggest part. You're going to yeah. meet girls in beauty school and guys in beauty school that you're going to know them for the rest of your life. You're going to run into them constantly. Mm -hmm. And that happens to me still. There's girls in the bridal industry that I went to school with that we constantly see each other and yeah. we work together and we you know, message each other for information or help. And it's been really amazing to have those doors still be open and yeah. have those relationships being formed. And I just think having that attitude to be open is so important. You don't want to shut yourself off and just say, hey, I'm only going to go to this salon because the truth is, is that it's not always what you think it's going to be. Oh, so yeah. if you get into a salon and you're all like sold on it and it's the pretty shiny new, but then you get there and you're like, well, I'm not getting anything that was promised. And now you've bad mouthed everyone yes. else. At all the other it's not going to work out for you. No, and you're all. obviously, you know who you're going to call when you need backup, when you need yes. help. Like, and you've got to have those connections. So I think being open to that, um, we talked about this in the last podcast of there just being enough room for everybody. There is. It's like, yes, there's a competition about it, but there's enough room for everyone. Like everyone, so many people are getting married. So many people want yeah. different things. Like if you're,
you're not behind the chair anymore, you can refer mm-hmm. people that are, you know, that they can go to if they're like, oh, I love your hair. Who does your hair? Right. There's a referral right there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that's really important too. And I still, even in the bridal industry, I will refer other hairstylists if I know that they're a better fit for you than I am. Because the way that I see things, I don't like to look at anything as competition. Um, I like to look at everyone else as like inspiration. Yeah. So you might be in the bridal industry longer than I have, or your work may be like so amazing that when I see it, I automatically get jealous because I'm like, oh, why are you so good? <laughs> but to me, like, I will never badmouth you. I'm never going to think of you as a competitor because if anything, like you're just teaching me things. Like you're inspiring me because at some point in time, you were where I was. Yeah, definitely. You know, and so that's the like – the magic of I feel like the wedding industry is is there's so many like girl bosses in it that yeah. it's just like it's amazing and it's empowering so I really don't feel like we should look at each other in like a negative light because there is so much room for all of us yeah definitely so tell me I want to hear the story of what happened from you being behind the chair to one day you finally said I can survive or I can <laughs> do this alone like I'm gonna go out I'm gonna start my business so how did that happen so the way it happened is actually really sad and I will give you like the shortest version that I possibly can so that I will not get emotional about it because I think that I probably still will get emotional about it if I talk (laughs) about it too much but um essentially I was ready to like give up doing hair I was done with it I was like super burnt out on it I was behind the chair and it just I wasn't feeling it I was going home and I was pretty much crying all the time like I was just very upset and um did you just like lose your passion for it or you're just doing it too much I think I wasn't setting boundaries which is what I think is very important when you own your own business or when you're working in a salon environment with clients you have to learn how to set boundaries and as a new stylist I think that can be really hard especially if you go and instead of being commission-based if you're working booth rental you feel like every client you have you have to keep them because they're paying your bills right so you're scared to set any type of boundary because you don't want to lose them right but at the end of the day instead of losing a client you're losing your freaking mind yeah, <laughs> like, I, so, and there's a balance in that like yes. it's one of those like I think that probably a lot of people in this industry if you're gonna be in this industry you're probably a people person you're probably a people pleaser Mm -hmm. so I think that that's such good advice for somebody is to learn to set those boundaries boundaries and be okay with it you have to it's it is my saving grace and it is what really like I it's the biggest thing that changed in my business that made me really happy about where I am as soon as I started setting those boundaries and as soon as I started really envisioning what my ideal client was and saying like this is who I'm gonna try to like get and this is who I'm gonna try to approach that's when the game changed before I was just letting anyone that wanted to sit in my chair sit in my chair and that was wearing me out because I was doing a lot of things that I didn't want to be doing I was doing a lot of stuff that I just wasn't excited to do yeah um, and I wasn't getting paid enough to do it either which was the biggest thing so I was giving out like free haircuts and this much off of color and I was getting those clients that that's all they wanted they wanted the free. They wanted the discount. Yeah. And I didn't know how to work it in my favor at that point in time. So I was burnt out. I was, like, over it. And really, I mean, it was my fault, essentially. Like, I just didn't do what I needed to do, which was set those boundaries and really focus on myself and, like, my mental health and things like that. I was just putting everything on the back burner for everyone else. Yeah. Um, and then I decided, like, I'm giving it up. I'm going to go and be a dental assistant. I'm going to go to dental assisting school and I'm just going to do weddings on the side in the weekends to make extra money. Okay, it's so weird to me that you're saying this because I know like three people off the top of my head 
that have done this or are doing this right now. Like, yeah. what is the dental? Like, I don't understand. Like, what is that connection? But I know, like, I mean, we hear the nursing beauty school thing all the time, mm-hmm. but specifically dental. Like, I don't understand I mean, what's have you seen how dentists treat their, like, yes, staff? That's they true. treat them like they're gold. So I wonder if you get burnt out, like, doing hair, being, like, not this, like, slave, but you're just, like, just in this grind that you're like, oh my gosh, it would be such a nice relief yes. to be appreciated. And no, be, that's 100%. Wow. It will be so nice to go and not have to listen to everyone else's problems when they don't ask you anything about Because that's the biggest thing, and that's something that I learned was never talk about yourself. Always talk about your client. Get them to just keep talking. Well, then I was exhausted because for some reason I was attracting some of these clients that just had crazy lives yeah. that were exhausting. Like. Mm-hmm. And, and you're taking that on. So yes. at the end of the day, you're like, yes. I can't even deal with my own stuff because I've listened to everybody else. A hundred percent. Yes. And so, and don't get me wrong. I had some clients that I absolutely loved seeing. Like yeah. I had this little group of core clients that when they came in, they were like my friends and I loved seeing them. But then I had this scattering because I hadn't set my boundaries of these clients that were using me like a therapist. Yeah. And it was very like emotionally draining and I'm just not that type of person. Like yeah. I'm not here to solve your problems. Like I just can't. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go work, and I'm just going to have this job where I don't have to, like, worry if I'm going to make enough money that month, or I'm just going to go and work and come on home, and that was my idea. So then I was doing these weddings on the side, and I still at this point had not set boundaries, so I was still kind of, like, not feeling like being in the hair industry, and then, let's see, this program was a six-month program. And then the day before I was supposed to graduate, my father-in-law passed away. Oh, my gosh. And it was super unexpected. Like, we did not realize it was going to happen at all. And that was actually, like, the switch. That is, I kind of... I mean, that close to graduation. Yeah. Like, if you believe in signs or anything (laughs) like that, I mean... It was crazy, and it probably, like... It was probably one of the hardest things that, like, me and my husband and my family have, like, had to like endure and go through um I don't really think I even process I don't I still don't think I've actually processed it because what I ended up doing was just throwing myself into work which ended up being such a blessing like now I can see it and see like wow like all of that like pain and kind of just trying to figure out a way to like deal with what I was dealing with ended up being such a big blessing in my life and got me to this point in my career that I never thought I would be at just because really I was just using it as a way to like cope right um But when that happened, I kind of just thought, Christy, you know you don't want to work a nine-to-five. Like, you just know that's not the life that you want. Yeah. And you know you have a passion for hair. Like, you can't just let the fact, like, essentially, like, people stole my joy from it. Like, essentially, like, um, and you can't let those things get in the way. So maybe, like, instead of putting it off and being like, all these clients wore me out, all this, like, look internally and see what you have to change about yourself. And that's really what I did. I kind of just thought... I've got to change my life. I got to do a job where I wake up and it doesn't feel like a job. Um, and I've kind of got to like hold his memory in my heart by living life the way he would have lived his life. So the biggest things about Doug was that he was a hard worker. He always was just working so hard and he was a dreamer and he was creative. And I just thought like, I'm going to instill those things into my life and I'm just going to watch them flourish and like see what happens. Yeah. And I did, and I don't know, I just, to be where I am this year, I would, I would never have guessed that it would have been like this. And I think, like, 
just keeping him in my heart has kind of like pushed that me into that like position. Yeah. So. I feel like that's such an important thing because I think that there's a different reason why you're, why you're doing what you're doing. Um, when you have that, I just feel like obviously, um, you know, it works in your favor. So you're strictly doing bridal hair. Yes, like okay. bridal hair, on location hair. So if you've got something fancy you need to go to and you don't want to leave your house to get ready, like I come to you. That's so I get awesome. you ready. <laughs> and so you are able to just, I mean, just do that. You're able yeah. to financially sustain yes. yourself so, by just doing that. I mean, I think the biggest thing is I kind of made that choice. I graduated and from dental assisting school. And the idea was that I was going to work part-time. And so I kind of had talked about talked to my husband about like working just a couple days a week in the office and then still working on this bridal business like trying to like get it going and then he kind of just sat me down and was like Christy you can either go work a couple days a week in an office or you can take those couple days a week and apply them to your business and work for yourself yeah and if you do that like I'll be here to support you He's been like my awesome. biggest supporter in everything I think that having like a good support system is so important. When you're going through beauty school, you need that support system because you are going to come home. You are going to be crying. You are going to feel overwhelmed. Um, you're experiencing all these new things. Like, you need that person to be like, you've got this. Like, it's your yeah. dream. Like, stick in there. You've got it. Yeah. And he's always been that person for me. So when he said that, it was done. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not going to just go and do what I think I'm supposed to do. I'm going to just throw it up in the sky and say, I really hope that I'm doing the right thing and I'm just going to, like, live my dream and hope it works out. If it doesn't, I can always fall back on something else, but yeah. I'm just going to give it a hundred percent. So that's kind of what I did. And I realized it helped me because a lot of people in the bridal industry are working a main job and working a side job. And it's really hard to balance both. I think one thing that sets me apart is the fact that I can focus all of my attention on it. So I'm not working that nine to five during the week that's keeping me from other things that I want to do. Right. Um, You're more open. You have I'm more, more time open. to focus on but it. But also the downside of that is like we are broke as a joke kids, okay? <laughs> like my husband's a full-time student. Like he's in college. And so we just work really hard to not live above our means. Yeah. Um, we're not going to like extravagant like Italian vacations. But, you know, <laughs> we make it work. We go on day trips and stuff like that to like break yeah. up the monotony but it's really about like we have both made sacrifices because he's going to be a writer so like we're both going to kind of be in this boat where we just have to work off of ourselves yeah so we're just making sacrifices now so that we can do what we love you know like so maybe we don't go out as often we don't go to the bars as much but we get to work these careers and have like these goals in mind that just really amp us up and really like make it worth waking yeah. up in the morning so that's awesome well I can't wait to see where you go with this because <laughs> I just feel like it's going to be something big um so as far as your um you kind of really taking off with everything is there something that you did to get noticed or something that really propelled your career or was it just you being like I'm gonna do this I want to say the biggest thing if you're trying to like make a name for yourself on your own networking is the biggest thing and social media I feel like those are the two things that like got me to really where I am. Networking was pretty much a lot of that ended up being luck and me being in the right place at the right the right time, which is another thing. Like don't say no to things. Just because something intimidates you or it's something you've not done before, like just say yes even if it terrifies you because you don't know what doors it's going to like it's going to open for you. And that's essentially what happened to me. All these things that I normally would have said like no to, I just started saying yes to and it just I was meeting these people I never would have met that were already in the industry. 
that were kind of saying like, I haven't met anyone that is willing to come up and like talk to me and just be open. Like I would love to work with someone that's friendly. So um, that helped. And then social media, man, social media nowadays, I used to hate social media. It wasn't my jam at all. Essentially, everything I'm saying, I'm like, I used to hate this, and now it's my life. Yeah, but um, I think that's important because you have to stay open-minded. Yes. Because if you're just like, nope, I hate it, so I'm not going to do it. Let someone else do it. Like, you Someone else not. is going to do yeah, it is the thing. Exactly. If you let someone else do it, they will. And yeah. you're going to watch them make it to the top while you're sitting back there being a curmudgeon, being yeah. like, well, I hate it. <laughs> um, I used to not be about social media at all, and now – if you're not using social media, you're behind in the game, essentially. And especially when it comes to Instagram. I feel like a lot of people are getting away from Facebook. They're going to Instagram. And that really, I think, made me stand out in the industry. I started doing something a little different than what everyone else was doing. I started being really consistent with what I was like putting out there and making sure that my aesthetic was just a little different. So... My really big plan is I am more geared towards like the educational side of it on social media. Like I want to share everything with you. I want other stylists that are behind the chair to know like if you follow me and you see my work, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Like there are no secrets here. I'm going to tell you what I used and I'm going to try to help you so you can do it too. Yeah. Um, And I think that that has been the biggest thing to set me apart is because I'm giving away all my secrets. (laughs) Like everyone else I feel like keeps them under lock and key and doesn't want to let you know anything. But I didn't make these things up on my own. I didn't create yeah, these things. Yeah, you learned them from somewhere. I learned them from somewhere else. Yeah. So I'm just sharing because at the end of the day, like, someone can have your recipes, but they're not going to cook like you. Right. You know? Yeah, so, it's that extra piece of love that yes. makes it so good. Yes. And I mean, I might share something and you're going to do better than I'm going to do. And sometimes <laughs> that happens. But yeah. And I'm still, like, happy for you. That happened yeah. with my assistant. I, um... I sent her some homework to do, and she, like, showed up the next day and was like, look what I did. And she had done this whole up style on her mannequin, and I was like, okay, <laughs> all right, fancy. Oh, this is, like, nicer than anything I, I would have you. ever done. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but in that moment, I was so proud. Like, Yeah. But, yeah, so I think, like, you have to be on social media because social media is your, like, business card nowadays. It is how people are finding you because, essentially, what they used to say doesn't work anymore. They used to say take your business card and give it to 10 people in the grocery store or 10 people at the mall and say, here's a free haircut, come see me. Yeah. Nowadays, that really doesn't work because when people are out and about, they don't want to be approached by a stranger. I know I don't want to be approached by a stranger. If I'm doing my own thing, I do not want someone coming up to me, like interrupting me, telling me that I look horrible and I need a haircut. definitely. (laughs) Well, and then I think that makes you wonder, like immediately be like, oh, why? Like, why isn't she busy then? But if on social media, you can set whatever presence you want to set. It's shown on your feed and Mm -hmm. you get to control it a little bit more. So you, you definitely control what people think of you or how they think of you. A hundred percent. And so you can use that to your advantage or it could be your disadvantage. Definitely. So there's a lot that, um, I mean, you talked about professionalism earlier. I think that that's obviously so important. I think that, um, you know, having that level of not posting, you know, your bar nights out on your, yeah. on your Instagram is important. So, um, okay. So I want to play, would you rather? Okay. Um, <laughs> so I posted some questions on my Instagram last night. Um, so I got some feedback, so I kind of already know what everyone's answer is, but I really want to know what, how you feel about this being a professional in the industry. Okay. So would you rather, um, smudge mascara on your eyelid after doing a perfect smoky eye or smudge your nails right after doing them? 
I'm gonna have to say mascara after I do the smoky eye because essentially, like, if you look up close, it is smudged already. <laughs> like, that's my daily <laughs> life anyway. So this was not a hard question. <laughs> so that's happening. But I have this like every single time I do my nails immediately. I'm like, oh, I need something out of my purse, or I yes. need like that happens to me every time. You have to use so, the restroom and yeah, you have to right unbutton away. Your pants. And I'm like, I waited 20 hours. Why did I still smudge them? Like, I feel like I wait like ample amount of time. Never works out. Okay, would you rather go all day with lipstick on your teeth or a wonky false eyelash? So once again, this is already my everyday life. <laughs> lipstick on the teeth because it already happens to me. Like, if you watch my stories on Instagram, I'll usually after a wedding be like, well. I just got done with that wedding and no one told me that I had <laughs> lipstick all over my teeth or like, luckily you're not in the photos. Well, usually, usually there's like one of you doing mm -hmm. the makeup, but yeah. usually your teeth aren't in yeah, it. Hopefully so my awesome. teeth aren't in it. They're pretty big, so they might be in it, but you know, <laughs> I love that. Okay. So one more question for you. What is um, one piece of advice that you would give to somebody that's either wanting to go to beauty school or is um, in beauty school currently? Don't give up. Like, even if you feel like you want to give up, just don't, because at the end of the day, like, there are so many times when you're going to get no's, and there's so many times where you're going to feel discouraged to not do it, but if you don't push through those times, you won't get to the point where you get that yes. You know, if you just quit then, then you've quit, and that's it. You're not leaving yourself open. So many successful people have heard the word no or have gone through hard times multiple times over and over again. You just don't hear about it because all you see is their success. But there's always the no's behind the success. There's always the hard times. There's always the times where you thought, like, I'm going to completely give up. And then something crazy happens, and it, like, turns this switch, and you're just so glad you didn't give up. Because right after that moment is when something awesome usually happens. Yeah. Well, I love that. That's <laughs> definitely something that we try to get across. But I think until you're in those moments, until you're in it yourself, it's just hard to accept that. Yeah. And even in beauty school, you just don't know what's coming. You don't know no. what's next for you and you don't know what door is going to open or what door is going to close. So I right. think that that's so true, like to make sure that you're not saying no to things. What was it like? You recently came back to TSB um, and taught a class. So what was that experience like for you after being out of beauty school and coming <laughs> back? Was it weird? It was weird. I felt kind of like a fraud, to be honest. <laughs> Just because I remember being in that position. I remember being in those seats and having someone come in that had graduated and they had this story of just like, they were in our place at one point in time, but now they're doing all these big moves and big things. And it was crazy to be on the other end of that. It was really insane to be one of those people coming in. And the craziest part was you can see who is taking beauty school seriously as an outsider. Okay, so we say that always, but it's like until you come back yes. and see it. Like we always say like, make sure you come to school with your best attitude and hair and makeup done because these people that come in will pick you out. Yes. And you saw that. I did. You came in. And I will say, when I was in beauty school, I was one of the girls with the bun on their head because to this day, I'm still one of those girls that wears the <laughs> bun on my head. Like, I just love the bun. The fun bun is my jam. But, um... Yeah, you can totally tell. And as soon as I went in there, I was like, you, 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 you're all taking that seriously. And like some of you like could care less what's happening in yeah. here at all. But the ones that do take it serious, like, I don't know. It's like, you can look at them and just see, like, you're going to do big things. Like, yeah. You're already taking this so seriously in this beauty school environment. When you get out there, you're going to flourish yeah. because you already look the part. You're already acting the part. Like you already have like this passion that is overflowing and people can see it. And yeah. that's what you need. Like, okay. So I know you probably don't feel this way, okay. but that's exactly how I felt about you and Shelly. Did Was you? that like, you guys are going to do something a hundred percent. Yeah. And even if you're not always like, 
I don't know, the you don't have the best attendance or whatever. <laughs> like it's more about your passion and what your attitude is when you're there. So from at least from what I saw, oh, you guys were I knew that so for good. sure. And I think Adam would say the same thing. Like we knew that you would that you would do something. I don't know that I knew that this was gonna be it, that you were just gonna do bridal <laughs> hair, but I think that I knew that something was gonna happen. That's awesome. Sure. That makes me feel really, really good. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Um, I also want to thank our sponsor, Tennessee School of Beauty. Um, you can visit them at tennesseeschoolofbeauty.com. Follow them at TN School of Beauty on Instagram and Facebook. Thank you so much to Sunspot on the Strip for letting us record here today. Um, don't forget to follow me at Beauty School Bobby and visit our website, beautyschoolbobby.com, where you can find all of our podcasts. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, doing all the things so that you can know as soon as a new episode comes out. Um, and thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks guys. Bye.